Okay, let's bring him in, the chairman of O'Shares, and of course, one of the stars of ABC's Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, joins us morning. Kevin, uh, welcome back to the show. I barely recognize you with the laser eyes. What changed? You know, I, it's not the first time that that uh, clip has been played back to me, I must say. So what's, you know, the, the, my answer to this is um, when facts change, I change. I mean, you know, I, I'm an investor. Uh, the environment's changing. And what really uh, turned me on, on cryptocurrencies in aggregate, not just Bitcoin, was moves made by regulators in Switzerland, where I'm an investor, France, Germany, England, and then Canada opened up. They now have seven different uh, financial instruments trading on their exchanges that hold crypto as the underlying, which is a complete reversal of what's occurred uh, You know, prior to that. I mean, I remember in 2017, I'm disclosing now, I bought Bitcoin and Ether back then. I kept quiet about it. It wasn't a 3% weighting as it is for me now, but uh, regulators, particularly here stateside, were not on board, and they're still not yet. But obviously, the tone of this asset class is changing. But And so I, I do own Bitcoin. I do own uh, Ethereum, and, and I have other tokens as well. Uh, but for me, in this whole space, you, you have to think about it this way. I've, I've got a 5% weighting in gold. I always have. Gold does not make any interest for me. I have 50% of it in bullion. I pay the storage and I use the GLD to rebalance every, every quarter, which is a, a very liquid but more expensive ETF. Um, what frustrates me though, I've, I've had it for over three decades, is I get no yield on it. What, it, what intrigues me now about crypto, and I'm in aggregate crypto, because you're gonna do this with more than just Bitcoin, is I have set up a structure now where I can do DeFi, decentralized finance, and get yield. Paid, paid back to me in USD, stable coin, effectively taking uh, this asset class and having it generate income for me. I can take it back to fiat anytime I want. So now I'm intrigued, now I'm invested. Now I'm investing in, in teams to do this and in deals and in miners and all of it. I'm gonna take it up probably to a 5% weighting, no different than gold. And, and um, it's volatile, yes, but I think it is becoming uh, an asset class. And, and that's why I wanna be at the fore of it. So, Kevin, I remember, obviously, yield being a big part of that, as you talked with us about that at the time. But the other major points here, I'm not sure what, what walk me through what facts have changed. I mean, we've got an asset that, as we were just talking in the clip, uh, you were upset then about it dropping 20%. It dropped 50%. It had the most volatile four days since 2014. Its correlation to gold and real interest rates is as backwards as it's ever been if you want it to be digital gold. I just ran the numbers yesterday. It hasn't made any progress on that front. So do you use it as a gold or is it just there because maybe one day something different will happen? Because I'm confused about what facts have changed there. Okay, so let's go through that list. You've got three, three different issues there, three different questions. Number one. The regulatory environment has changed. I'm an investor in multiple financial services companies with large stakes in them. I cannot afford to be offside or non-compliant ever. Not now, not then, not, not in the future. So I have to be compliant. So I work within the regulatory environments and, and they have changed dramatically. The fact that there's ETFs trading now with Bitcoin and Ethereum in them, it just tells you how much it's changed. Number two, I have a large cash position right now. What is it making me? Nothing, zero. After inflation, negative. Now that's because I've sold down a significant portion of our portfolio's commercial real estate. I don't think commercial real estate is gonna perform very well in the years ahead. I think it's under pressure and a changing business model. So I've taken it down from a 31% weighting down to eight. Where do I deploy that capital? 
So yes, I can put it into stocks. I certainly don't want to put it into bonds. I'm intrigued by the fact that as we sit here, I can make between 4.7 and 8%. The more volatile crypto is, the higher the smart contract on yield is. So a lot of people, and listen, I didn't know how to do it. It's very complex, but I've hired some great teams now that understand and know how to work smart contracts across multiple digital platforms, you know, like MetaMask and having wallets and all of that stuff. And that's also led me in a new direction. I realize how complicated it is to actually get yield off your crypto. What if I simplified it? What if I could actually develop, adapt a digital app application that would let everybody do what I'm doing? Because right mm -hmm. now you can't. And I have invested. I found a team in Vancouver, Canada, actually. I bought a third of their business, and they are working on that for me because I have plenty of capital to deploy. But you are correct. The underlying is volatile. When you get digital currencies, you have to stomach the volatility. But where else can you make anywhere in fixed income land 4.7 to 8% without taking duration or quality risk? So I rest my case, Your Honor. That's why I'm doing this. I'm interested in the yield potential of DeFi. I'll put it to you this way, in the great analogy of Wayne Gretzky. DeFi is where the puck is going on crypto. And you should have a way, in my view, it's a personal opinion, that's where you want to deploy capital. So the decentralized finance that you're talking about right now, still, Kevin, as far as what I can see, 95, 98, 99, maybe 100 percent of this stuff is basically circular. The underlying and its volatility and basically the fact that people keep coming into the market is what generates these yields at the end of the day. They're packaged and, and they're levered in certain ways, but there still is really not any economics unless there's a particular token you have in mind that has some economics behind it. I know there's talk about what could potentially happen one day, but isn't this all just kind of the same thing we've been doing and building these financial applications to trade on things that are already volatile? Like, where is the actual productivity behind that yield? Because if there's no economy behind it, then doesn't that yield eventually go away if people stop coming into that market? Well, the yield will go away if there's no volatility. And so that's what you have to think about. I look at it this way. I try and keep the analogy simple. I have a very, very large watch collection, okay? It's, a, it's an alternative asset class for me. Some people like watches, others don't, I do. I collect watches and I have for many, many years and I've, I'm up 114% in the last 18 months on my collection and mark to market on spot pricing anywhere in the world on these individual pieces. I get called once in a while, I have some very rare pieces, one of a kind, where someone calls me up and says, look, we're shooting a movie, we want to borrow that piece, that FP Jorn you have, there's only 10 of in the world, and we'll pay you to use it for 48 hours in a shoot, and we'll, and we'll insure it by Lloyds of London for you. And what do I say? Yeah, okay. That's no different than me lending out my, my Bitcoin to somebody that wants to short it or go long and pay me a, a contract. This goes on every day when you short a stock, you have to pay the borrow. There's no difference. Now, I think what you've said is correct. You have to be kind of binary. You either believe in crypto as an asset class or you don't. Now, if you don't, we don't have to have a discussion anymore. I get it. And I was one of those skeptics only two years ago, as you pointed out, with the, all the barbs you put in that video. But if you are, an advocate of it, then you have to decide what is my weighting? How much of it should I own in any portfolio? And for me currently, that's 3%. So I'm not betting the farm. Now mm. that I have 3%, which in the operating company is a material amount of money, I've got a bunch of smart kids in my operations that are saying, hey boss, 
How about we make 4.78% on that? Why is it just sitting on the balance sheet? Let us lend it out, smart contracts. There's mm -hmm. no leverage here. We're simply lending it out and we're taking in stable USD coin. Well, I looked at them and said, guys, this is fantastic. Why don't we turn this into a product? Why don't I find a team? And that's the journey I went to. They're in Vancouver, they're called DeFi Ventures. I'm a big shareholder in them now. I think they're doing the best team in North America as far as I'm concerned. And okay. I think there'll be other investors that want to do the same thing. So Kevin, is there, maybe there's a separation that uh, would be useful to make from the DeFi yield that you can garner right now. Everybody who watches the show, Shark Tank knows you love getting yield in perpetuity. You, that is your ballpark. So this, if there's an opportunity to do that, I don't think anybody's really surprised that Mr. Wonderful wants to be a part of that. But the belief part that you mentioned too, is that separate? Do you believe in Bitcoin? Are you going to hold this thing and treat it like it's gold or is that still an experiment that if it doesn't go the way that they say it's going to go then you will watch and develop a view accordingly walk me through the bitcoin specific belief because when you said you wanted to pay taxes in it you still can't pay taxes in it the volatility you didn't like that's still there the gold trade it still doesn't do anything like so have you changed the mind and the belief for bitcoin well, you know, speaking of taxes, I'm in Miami right now. Our mayor Suarez here is moving council to allow you to pay your taxes in Bitcoin right here in Miami. So even that's changing. But the way to look at this, and I agree with you, you have to, you, you can't do DeFi without underlying crypto. You got to have some, okay? So you're, when you do that, you are going into the risk of volatility. You have to be able to stomach the vol, which as you pointed out, can be as high as 38 to 50%. But the way you're rewarded for holding and stomaching the vol is you get higher yields in DeFi. So you, you really need a strategy. And I, I think I'm at the cutting edge of this. I haven't met anybody that is doing anything different than I am in terms of, of, of really stretching to figure out DeFi because I'm invested heavily now. I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for DeFi. My reward for, for sustaining the volatility, it makes no sense to me to hold Bitcoin and go through the gyrations every day without having DeFi on the other side of that barbell to, to mine that volatility. And the way you mine the volatility is you play DeFi and you get paid for the vol. Yes, mark to market, you're going up and down 30 plus percent. Meanwhile, back at, on your DeFi side of the ledger, you're making 4.7 to 8%. Show me where you can do that with cash anywhere right now without taking huge risks in the fixed income market. So you're taking huge risk in DeFi. Why not get, pay, get paid the interest? Look, it's not easy to do. I'm working on making it easier. I'll be one of those apps out there soon that help you do it if you wish to do it. Mm -hmm. But people do not understand. The reward for the volatility is the yield you can mine. Those are the two things that work together. And look, if, if people don't want to own, own volatility and they don't want to own Bitcoin, I get it. And by the way, when people tell you, I'm sure you bring on guests all the time that say, oh, institutions are getting into Bitcoin, that's BS. They are not yet. It's it's, there's no institution out there, any sovereign or pension plan that's doing this yet because they're not over the ESG issues. They need sustainability at their sustainability committees and ethics committees that filter every investment, not just Bitcoin, every mm -hmm. investment. Is it sustainable? Is it done ethically? Then they can allocate. Yeah. So we're not there yet. Right now, the biggest issue on Bitcoin is the sustainability issue, and that has not been resolved yet for institutions. Hey, Kevin, before we let you go, just real quick, uh, appreciate the time. Uh, 
how will you know, or are there things that you'll look for to see if this DeFi story is not turning into real economics to sustain the trend that's happening right now? Because crypto's had these moments where there's this hot new product. I mean, it was just a couple months ago, people were going nuts about top shot NFTs and the prices are all you know down now. It was a couple of years ago, ICOs, and then people started realizing they were violating you know securities thing. So what are you gonna look for to see if, okay, hey, this really is the real deal, or you know what, I tried, I dabbled, and it didn't turn out to what they said. Well, you're, you're right there. I'm, I mean, I'm not betting the farm on a 3% weighting. I'd like to see more clarity from the regulator, number one. Number two, I speak to institutions every day and sovereign funds. They are not on board yet. They say if we can resolve the ESG issues, including putting a wrapper around Bitcoin that, that proves that it was mined ethically and mined sustainably and mined with, with power sources that are renewable, they will get involved. And if, if institutions get involved, Katie, bar the doors. That's what you're betting on. You're hoping that the industry itself, which has no voice, that's the problem. When New York just a few weeks ago shut down and they put a moratorium in place or are threatening it to buy to, to ban Bitcoin mining in New York, that really shocked the capital markets for miners that are trying to raise money to expand capacity. And then Norway just canceled its tax credits, made it unprofitable to mine there. And all of this is going on and being debated in a way that it has never been discussed before. Yes, it takes a lot of power to create a Bitcoin. On the other hand, because it's a profit motive, all of these miners are cutting edge on renewable resources. They're the ones building the solar, building the the the, the, the wind power plants in West Texas. So mm. it actually does advance sustainability. It's not all bad. It's just really volatile and controversial mm. right now. But for 3% waiting, I can take the heat. Okay. All right, Kev. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Kevin O'Leary is chairman at O'Shares Investments.